This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 541 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have Susan Suarez. She is with Holocaust Museum and Cohen Education Center. Susan, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Well, thrilled to have you. And once again, uh, you know, I'd love this show just from a personal standpoint. I learned so much about what's going on in the community, the assets that we have that I'm not even aware of. And I know a lot of our listeners aren't as well and important assets that we need to get the word out there. So thrilled that you're able to make time to be on the show. Let's start with Holocaust Museum and Cohen Education Center. Share with us, Susan, what you're doing there. All right. Well, um, we are celebrating our 20th anniversary. Wow. So the organization has been around for quite some time. And we started, we had a very interesting beginning. We started with a seventh grade middle school project, a group of kids (laughs) at Golden Gate Middle School and their teacher, their history teacher and their art teacher got together because the kids said, you know, this is such an important topic. We would like to explore it more. So they reached out to the community. They got in touch with Holocaust survivors. They received artifacts and information from them, and they put together a mini museum at their school. And they Mm. called their exhibit Out of the Ashes. And um, so our museum started with their exhibit. So after the kids, you know, the school year was done, Then um, a group of community people got together and created a nonprofit organization, 501c3, and found some rented space, and the museum was born. Wow, that's amazing. It's amazing what some kids can do and also what inspiring teachers can do. Yeah. That's really the message in this, I think, is it's because their teachers were really willing to really listen to the kids and inspire them so that they could take a spark of an idea and make and turn it into something that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Do you, do you ever uh, meet any of the kids that were in that class uh, back 20 years ago? Right. So now those kids are adults with kids of their own. Yeah. And um, yes, we have met a couple of them yeah. who, who are still in town and have come to visit the museum. That's been really yeah. fun. That's awesome. Wow. So what about your journey, Susan? Tell us a little bit about how you got involved. Well, I've been in the nonprofit sector for most of my career. I grew up in California, in the Silicon Valley area. So, of course, started working at a computer company. Hmm. And I quickly found out that that was not for me. I really could care less if somebody bought another one of our computers. (laughs) So... Um, I started looking around to see what else I thought was going to be more fulfilling. And I started working in nonprofits and I just love it. Mm. Um, For me, that is where I get my satisfaction, knowing that I'm helping to do good things in the world, but also working with really nice people, donors and volunteers who are also committed to doing good things in the world. That's something that's just been um, really important to me over my career. So, um, when the opportunity came to work at the Holocaust Museum, I was really intrigued about their education mission. I have two kids of my own, they're teenagers now. And so when they talked about how it's, the museum is focused 
on the history, but how we apply those lessons of the past to today so that people are not bullying and having prejudice and teaching the kids how important that is. That really resonated with me and mm. uh, it's been a ter terrific fit. I, lo I love my position here. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a interesting component there, the bullying aspect, right? I mean, it's, uh, you know, getting back to the, we, we're all, you know, I don't know if equal is the right word, but, you know, we're all here for a reason. We all need to get together and it's important to have these lessons out there for us so we don't forget that, you know, there are moments in life in history where we've just gone off the rails, to say the least. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's so easy for kids to get these negative messages with social yeah. media and everything. So we need to counteract that with the positive yeah. messages yeah. about people who have done the right thing, people who are doing good things in the world. And um, also then the very dangerous lessons of if you continue down that path of hatred, look how horrible mm. things can happen. Yeah, yeah. Great, great message. What about when it comes to mis misconceptions? Uh, what do you hear that you can speak to? Well, um, you know, there are some people who are Holocaust deniers out in the world. <sighs> um, but when you meet a Holocaust survivor who may show you their tattoo on their arm, or show you pictures, um, or just tell you their story, then, um, yeah. you know, they say, you can never say that this didn't happen because I was there, I lived it, I survived. Yeah, but you know, those those days are dwindling, right? You know, that's why it's so important, the asset that you guys have here to help keep that memory and those stories alive because yeah, heck, 20, 30, 40 years from now, when someone says, oh, you know, that was just something I read in a book that really didn't happen. Uh, it's um, it's important that we continue to learn from history. And right. not, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's why we also have what we call our oral and visual history project. So we have over a hundred recorded testimonies, video and audio of these local Holocaust survivors. So you can hear their stories and those will be available for ever <laughs> yeah yeah so i would imagine you get folks from the community lots of schools that visit you get a lot of traffic from outside of the area people who are you know visiting for a period of time as well yeah, yeah. so um the vast majority of our visitors when it's not a pandemic are yeah. <laughs> our school kids Eighth graders, every eighth grader in Southwest Florida pretty much comes on a field trip to the museum. Mm -hmm. And so we serve thousands and thousands of kids here. And then we also go into the schools and we'll teach lessons, age appropriate lessons in the school for fifth graders and also for high school and university. Um, so education is a very big part of what we do. Um, and then we get visitors general public from, you know, local places. Um, groups will come on tour, say from a retirement community or the newcomers club or um, the Rotary Club, what have you. Um, and then also from all over the world, we get visitors from probably every corner of the world. And it's always mm -hmm. really interesting to hear their stories too about 
why they're interested in the Holocaust, if they're visiting from um, South America or um, someplace that maybe didn't yeah. have a direct connection to the Holocaust. Right, right. Yeah, good stuff. So obviously you very, you're very passionate, very dedicated. When you get outside of the museum and the center there, what are you doing for fun? Well, as a busy mom with two kids and <laughs> husband, Ooh. a lot of our time is spent doing things together as a family. Um, but also, you know, just enjoying the natural beauty of this area, going to the beach and, and hikes. And we love to get outdoors um, and travel when we can. Of course, that's been cut short a bit lately. But um, I just, I, I love learning about different cultures, whether, you know, through traveling or reading or films, things like that. And, and I think that all relates back to why I'm so interested in the mission here is I... I think understanding diversity and different points of view is extremely important. Yeah. Yeah. How about when it comes to hardship, life challenge, what comes to mind, Susan, a period of time that you were challenged, you got through it and looking back now you can say I'm better for it. I'm stronger. Um, well, I decided when my daughter was born, decided to become a consultant and leave my full-time job. So that was a little bit of a leap of faith, mm. um, but it worked out really well. And um, my consulting business was very successful for 15 years and until I took this full-time job that, um, yeah. you know, my kids were growing up and I was thinking about maybe go back to the quote real world. Um, but also another interesting obstacle is, you know, as you were asking about hardships and things, um, about two weeks after I joined the museum here, Hurricane Irma hit. Mm. And so when you are at a museum with a lot of precious artifacts, <laughs> an enormous scary hurricane coming is a very scary wow. thing. <laughs> so, and wow. we were in a older rented building that was, you know, not, not the fortress that you might like to have. Um, so that was pretty oh. scary. Wrapping up things in plastic and putting them in the bathroom where there was no windows, shoving as much stuff in there that would fit and pleading with everyone to get us some plywood to put on our windows. Cause you might remember if you wow. were here for that plywood was very difficult to come by. So luckily the, we had some very good friends of the museum who ensured that we got some plywood for our windows. Wow! So everything everything came through safely, but that was very scary. Yeah, yeah, I man, I remember those days. Jeez, I mean, they were talking about it being a Category Five at one point, and and centering right in on uh, Naples. So uh, yeah, yeah, that was, and, that and was, an enormous storm surge and all that was predicted, and hmm. luckily we came through that all right. Yeah, yeah, wow. How about? One thing you wish our listeners knew about the museum and education center, what would that be? Um, well, I think that it's important to know that we are not just what happens inside these walls. That yes, we are a museum and we do a lot of things here at the museum, but we also do so much out in the community, all throughout the six county region of Southwest Florida. We go to schools, we do programs for students and adults 
at libraries or other organizations, churches. And we have a World War II era boxcar that travels all around really? and goes to schools and libraries so that people can learn about the role of the boxcar in transporting people to their death, unfortunately, wow. in, um, wow. in the Holocaust. It's, it's, a, it's a very unique thing. There's no other traveling boxcar exhibit anywhere in the world. Wow. Boy, that really puts things in perspective, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing uh, thing for the students to see because a lot of kids, if they've lived in Naples their whole life or Fort Myers, they rarely even see a train. We don't have trains yeah. around here. So if you tell them, oh, people were put into a boxcar, they don't really understand what that means. No. It's actually a cattle car, and it was designed to carry livestock, not people. And then they had the opportunity to go inside and wow. see how dark and scary it is, and that to have 100 people crammed in there mm. for days and days with no windows and no food or sanitation it makes a big impact. I mean, just listening to you say that, I'm actually on the website looking at the boxcar and wow, what an impact. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Something well, you can't get out of a textbook is no, standing no. inside that boxcar. Hmm. Well, Susan, uh, you're doing, doing important work again. We're so thrilled uh, to be able to help you get the message out there in Southwest Florida and beyond. Um, I know we have listeners who want to learn more, want to get in touch. What's the best way for them to do so? So a lot of information is on our website and you can purchase timed tickets in advance on our website, which is www.hmcec.org. Or you can give us a call at 239-263-9200. And we are located um, just off of 41 between Immokalee and Wiggins Pass. It's on Imperial Golf Course Boulevard. Well, terrific. Well, Susan, thanks for being on the show, and we wish you the best going forward there. Thank you so much. Great to talk to you, Charlie. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.